The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Yeah. We were talking about music. And Zip turned us on to this band called uh, Morgan Fish Food or something. I forget what it was. Fabulous. No. <laughs> Mango <laughs> Fish, Fish Trap. Mango Fish Trap. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I... I it up anyway. Yeah. I, um, the other day, I went on a hike. I climbed Mount Escutney again. And I put Mango Fish Trap, Mingo Fish Trap. Uh, I put one of their albums on my uh, Spotify. And yeah. I listened for an hour and a half to that band. They're amazing. They really are. They're quite, quite inventive. Oh. Quite, uh, quite I, traditional I do wonder, American did, stuff. Zip, did they get that name from an old tarmac joke watching Johnny Carson or what? Because that's know, what I don't like. know. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Now, it doesn't from, really fit them. They're hmm. such, they're, you know. They're it's, from Austin, it's a Texas. off putting. For anybody yeah. listening, check them out. Mingo Fish Trap or Mango Fish Stick, <laughs> which my mother fed me once. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but Catholics, anyway, Catholics eat those on Friday. Real, real <laughs> quickly, which, yeah. which sparked a huge discussion about music in general. We talked a lot, uh, Ed, about the Canadian artists, but yeah. we missed sure. a major, major, major Canadian artist. Oh, 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 I know. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Gordon Lightfoot, right? No. no, no, down, no. You better take care. Of you can oh, do you're going to kick yourself when I tell you. I wanted him to sing some Gordon Lightfoot before you uh, told Neil me. Young. Yeah. Neil Young. Neil Young. Nope. Ooh. No. As heavy, as heavy, as heavy, as heavy if as not heavier. Mm. Wow! Oh, you got Robbie, you. Robbie, 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 Robbie. No, the band. No, uh, biggest mm. Canadian be... rocker. No, and no, I. Well, I wouldn't call it rock necessarily, oh. but singer songwriter is the clue. Snoop Bacon, the rap guy. <laughs> Joni Mitchell. Oh, Joni Mitchell. Joni. Yes. She's Canadian. Yes, yes. Yes. And she yeah, spent, I just, spent time. There's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'd say she uh, spent time in here here in Detroit as well. Mm. Like, uh, well, yeah, during her uh, prolific stage, I, yeah. She, uh, I just saw, there's a, a an hour and a half documentary on, uh, I saw it on YouTube last night, and she is really She's one of a kind. Is the documentary oh. good? Yeah. It's got, okay. you know, uh, Crosby and Nasher in it and a bunch of different people. What's the yeah. story of Joni Mitchell? What was her deal? Just a kid who grew up in what? Where's Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. It's a province that's uh, west uh, west of uh, Manitoba. Saskatchewan Sir? is where all they get all the great Saturday Night Live people from Second City. <laughs> <laughs> Saskatchewan. You yeah. see what he did there, folks? <laughs> I'm sorry. Saskatchewan. No. Long story short, she was an only kid. Kind of yeah. grew up with her own imagination, and she she was a artist, painter, and still is. Yeah. Uh, but she just started singing and writing, and she's totally original. She, she came up with her own tuning and chord structure. No, wow. If so you she's see her not play guitar, like she's not classically trained or anything. She's oh by, God, no. But what a and and her voice is you know she's smoked her Unique. entire life. So Canadians, you missed <laughs> on Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. Okay, but uh, uh, she is something. coming up on our show tonight. My son Andrew will join us in about a half hour. Yay! At the end of the show, uh, I will have a little bit of the history of Twisted Tunes, but we're going to play a song parody not recorded by us, not me nor Zip, or me and uh, Spike and Joe. It's a, a song parody uh, by an artist who travels around the globe 
singing this song, and it's such a huge song. He's a folk singer. The song is called Cows with Guns. Have either of you ever heard it? <laughs> no. It is worth staying till the end of the podcast uh, to hear right. Cows with Guns. We also have a whole bunch of uh, fresh bits from Ed Kelly <laughs> with the Universal Comedy Network and doing all your voices. And, uh, and I also I have a song recorded here in Vermont, and I will tell the story. It was a little over a year ago. COVID-19 was just a gleam in a bat's eye that far back. <laughs> I went to a, a club in, um, it's north of Woodstock, Vermont. I forget the town. And uh, there were these two Vermont artists playing, uh, Bo Thayer and Val McCallum. Uh, Bo is a touring original folk singer. And you may have heard of him, Zip, uh, because he's friends with Rick and a bunch of people we know. All original songs. I mean, there is not... A, the, 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 you know how even lots of great original artists you know, do, well, here's a song by The Who that we really... You yeah. know, they do a cover yeah. song. Sure. Bo is only Bo. Mm. And Val, famously, is the lead guitarist, uh, lead guitarist for Jackson Brown for uh, 20 years, for a couple of decades. And he's like top shelf, and I've probably talked about him before. Well, anyway, I went to see them, and for the heck of it, I asked them if it would be okay if I brought some GoPro cameras and took some video. Wow. And then I talked to the sound man who had one of those boards that can record, and I said, hey, would you mind... Uh, give me a board feed. Would you give me a multi-track? No, I got it multi-track. Oh, you got it multi-track? Yeah, and so, and this is like really funny because they were like, sure, you can record if you want. And I was like, Val, I'll try to mix it down for you. The moral of the story is this was over a year ago. Yeah. I got the files home. Yeah. And I tried to put them in my 2014 uh, iMac. Incompatible. And it, no, not incompatible, just uh, the iMac was a snail. Yeah. And these files needed at least Massive. a tricycle. Yeah. They could go at least <laughs> tricycle speed. And so, and I couldn't even open the video files. And I oh, got man. a little bit of the audio files processed, but I couldn't really mix them. Anyway, so in the pandemic, I ordered a new computer. We oh. told that story. It came from Ireland. Right. But now with the new computer, I could mix this over a year old track. And they're great local musicians, and it's original music, and we can play it. So uh, since you played uh, uh, Mingo Fishtrap, I'll play uh, Bo Thayer and Val McCallum at the end of the show. So that's the stuff that's coming up. Very Meantime, cool. boy, is there a lot of stuff going on. Donald Trump today said, uh, floated the idea, we have to talk about this. And we're not about politics, we're about comedy and satire. And <laughs> this, is, this is beyond the, the politics pale. Uh, multiple points of view, but uh, <laughs> Donald floated the idea of postponing the election. Now, <laughs> depending on what you believe about him, uh, he was either messing with us or messing with us. I mean, I think those are the only two possibilities because the president doesn't have the authority to postpone an election. No. The president does have the authority, as does every single one of us, to push send on a tweet. Yes. And by pushing send on a tweet, the news cycle stops. 
mm-hmm. and turns on a dime. And, Something shiny. Oh, and, and, and I got, uh, by the way, I have a little piece of audio to play. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but play a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And Zip, you probably heard this because a month ago on the Seth Meyers program, Michael Moore was a guest who predicted yeah. that Michigan Trump would guy. try to postpone the election. Did you see that uh, episode? I I may have. That's a long time ago. A month. That's... See, in the news cycle, in the 24-hour news cycle, God, a month is when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It gets real stale yeah. real fast. Now, yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly where he says it, but let's click on this. It's here. nice to have you here saying uh, you're optimistic because I feel uh, more often than not, uh, you show up uh, with some pessimism, pessimism that has been founded. Uh, you, uh, you did predict that Donald Trump would win and uh we have bad news I know and yeah and now on. are you worried are you worried about um because we saw some very long uh, voting lines uh in Georgia oh. uh yesterday uh, what is how are you feeling not just about the outcome of the election but but the ability to have an election I'm very worried about this um we all need to be very worried about this Donald Trump again I'm I think one of the few people on on the left that I take him very seriously when he says something, I actually believe him. Hmm. Um, and him putting up this triple fence wall, first the big fence, then the hard fence, then the cement blocks. I mean, this guy really has a wall fetish clearly now. Yeah. He likes walls. <laughs> he couldn't he build walls it down yeah. on the Mexican border. So he's going to build it around the house he lives in. And, and like a lot of rich people though, with their gated communities, He's thinking, you know, I'm living here in a majority black city. Where's my gated community? So he puts up his gated community around himself. But I really think, you know, we make jokes about this, but I think this is a dry run for the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say this. I, I have no inside information. Eric and Don Jr. do not confide in me. But <laughs> I do believe that he is, he's now read the polls. He sees the data. He's probably going to lose. He knows it. And so now he's got to come up with something. And the something will be him trying to postpone the election. Wow. Wow. He's Nostra dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, almost immediately, uh, that was, uh, what's the right word? Mitch McConnell poo-pooed him. Yeah, he, Mitch, wow. Mitch McConnell said, but, yeah, ain't no way. Uh, all you got to do is look at the man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's, from, he's from Michigan, for God's sake, and, 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 and he wears a baseball cap in every interview. He looks like an unmade bed. <laughs> I, I don't think the man has any credibility. No. Never oh, wears a tie, ever. Yes, Mitch McConnell says, uh, well, he's busy working on the, uh, screwing people out of their unemployment, but he... I'm screwing people, I'm busy. <laughs> but he forcefully rebuked the suggestion that the election wow. would be postponed. Um, uh, High-level Republicans, not just him, strongly rebuked it and said that the election will not be delayed. And uh, that, I, I don't know if that's that. That was forceful for me, Bob. Uh, What's forceful for you is yes. moseying along like a turtle on, yes. on quaaludes. I know. Yes. 
But please use the word rebuke. It, it invokes the biblical <laughs> rebuke. You like that? Please word. keep using uh, the right-wing uh, you know, evangelists. Love that kind of thing. Man, Mitch, you need a nip and tuck in those jowls. I'll tell oh, you. Right. Pull them back. It's, it's fine until they play my old tape, and then, then the contrast. <laughs> it throws it into sharp relief how old I've become. Hmm. It's glaringly apparent that I, I fart dust at this point. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Uh, Marco Rubio, uh, oh, Ted man. Cruz, and of course yeah. uh, Mitt Romney, who really can't stand uh, Donald Trump, Any of them. and tried to infiltrate Trump's organization by becoming the Secretary of State. Uh, they all said, yes. "No, nah, that ain't gonna happen." No, sorry, um, <laughs> and don't put your dog on the roof. By the which way. is, and by the way, what's interesting and scary about this, I think, uh, and and you should understand because I know I have conservative friends. Some of them listen to this podcast. Um, Hi, conservative friends. Yeah. We love you. Most of them don't understand my position, though. Um, <laughs> I don't view Donald Trump as the problem. I view him as the symptom of uh, divisiveness yeah. well, that's, what, that's, been, that's sure. been being built up for a long time. And put him into office. Yeah. Well, it, it enabled someone like him, an opportunist. And by the way, I'm not against opportunism. Just ask no. Zip. No, as if you, sometimes you have to storm the Bastille. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to seeing some way to personally enrich myself and going oh, yeah. after it. Make it seismic, as a matter of fact. Yeah. If, well, yeah. I mean, I'd prefer not to hurt other people. Yeah, that, that's your nature. If at all possible. Yeah. But you're and, a pacifist unless there's profit involved. I'm a I'm a benevolent glutton. There you go. Benevolent Glutton. I like that. There's a website. Let's see if that domain's available. Yeah, that's a benevolent Glutton. Yeah, it's a band name. So uh, anyway, so I don't like everybody freaks out about Trump, which I think plays into his hands. I, you know, I don't I really don't agonize. And I did for a while, but I don't agonize about him. I agonize about us, the people who need to be friendly to each other, need to care about each other. And the message needs to be that, you know, we can't be fighting uh, 40% against 40% all the time. It's just, it's not the definition of America being great. No. From, so, a, public, from no. a public relations standpoint today, he did do something actually that I, was, I thought was that you great. Liked? And that, uh, yes. What did he do? He did not show up at John Lewis's, ah. um, you know, yeah, services. The absence of doing something is doing something. I've said that for many years during various lazy phases of my life. <laughs> I was going to say, explains my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. hmm. That's very comforting, right. Bob. Why don't Thank you quit you. watching TV and do something? <laughs> well, watching TV is doing something. Doing something, Dad. So, uh, yeah, he didn't show up. And, and, it, and no, it, it no. would have been... It, it, he can't show up at something like that because he's yeah. he doesn't have that... Compassionate uh, I, ability. I like walls, not bridges. Yeah. And let's not rename it. Leave it here. Leave it the way it is. I like it named after a Klansman. Perfect. <laughs> if you ask me. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah, they were talking about renaming the bridge. No. Saw that. He didn't yeah. want it renamed. He didn't. Some really, no. really sweet moments, though. Uh, you know, Bush and, and Obama and Clinton. They all had really kind things yeah. to say. It was a pretty, pretty sweet, unifying moment. I have to say that is general. something. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So uh, um, anyway, so that was the big news story. And um, I'll make I cannot possibly be as clairvoyant as Michael Moore. <laughs> but you're in much better shape. But my prediction is we haven't heard the last of that. 
And no. he's going to attempt to – and here's the thing about Trump that I think a lot of people don't understand. The reason Mitch McConnell is where he is no. is because of his constituency. And no. when 75 percent of your constituency elects someone president, you have to work for your constituency until they change their mind. Or until I pull my golden parachute. <laughs> Which he already has. Are you kidding? Those guys all have so much money that you know, Lifetime. they don't need this. So I, so I think that much like he was in 2016, the Republican Party and the party elite are now leaving Trump out to you know flap in the breeze. They're leaving. Flailing in the wind. He's flailing in the wind. Yes, yeah. And they want that to happen because they want his ratings to be bad enough that they can uh, you know f still have their fans after Trump is gone. And, and frankly Bob he's far too heavy to fly at half mast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I so it's fascinating, but I think that Trump's going to stir the pot and I think that uh, Vice President Hannity and, <laughs> and, and Hannah Toady, <laughs> Vice President Hannity, and Secretary of State Tucker Carlson and, uh, yes. are, are, are the ticket. And, oh. uh, and you know, the token woman, of course, is uh, what's her name on Fox? The blonde. What's her back is her name? Kelly? No, oh, no, the, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, the the, the pro-Trump. The, the, yeah. the one with the nose. What the hell Laura, is it? Laura, uh, Laura Ingram, yes. Ingram, thank you. And these people are like, almost unwatchable for me, but I know people who think they're really good. Gospel. Yeah. They think it's gospel, yeah. And they're good because they're extremely good at what they do. They basically they, yeah, take a point of view and they take a bunch of people who are stuck because they have essentially endorsed this and they rationalize it for them. And people have to tune in every night to figure out what they tell their friends, you know, when, they're, when their friends go, how could you? <laughs> so Bob, it's really, I mean, it's where, a, yeah. where is the fact filter in those people's minds? Well, okay, so, and this is a there problem is no you liberals fact. have. Let me talk to you liberals. <laughs> I'm not a liberal. Yeah. Uh, what the heck is a fact? I mean, really, what is a fact? Everything is an opinion. I cannot. Well, that's a collection that of opinions. Bob, yes. listen to me. Yeah. That all depends on what is, is. Yeah, what the fact definition of is, is. Yeah. I mean, saying. what is a fact? Is global warming a fact? What is a fact? Is it an egg-stained bathrobe on an ugly old housewife? <laughs> I mean, I don't know science. I say it's a breath mint. Yeah. I, seriously, I don't know what a fact is. And, I, and yes. there are lots of facts that are uh, yes. that, that go against alternate facts. either side. But I mean, even yeah. like if you look at any presidency, terrible things happened. Uh, There's a huge health crisis that killed 400,000 people Good Lord. in Barack Obama's presidency. Mm -hmm. And you know what it was? SARS, was it not? Swine flu. No, Swine it was, flu. no. See, here's what's no. funny. You liberals a have been so, no. You liberals have been so brainwashed. We've been hard, hard, hard that you forget that the opioid crisis oh, that's killed four hundred thousand people, and it happened on Obama and Hillary's watch. <laughs> no, that's spin. I don't know that I've ever seen that virus under a microscope. Well, but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That is that was a public health crisis. It's that was yes. greed and gluttony 
yes. that the government did not protect us from. I mean, if you no. want to say it's the government's job to protect us from these huge public health things, then you could go back in time and you could, you know, see, and it, look, wars. How about wars? When, when there's a Democrat in office, yes. the war hardly gets any mentions. But they sell so much ammo at the, at the gun store. Yes. Now. So it's yeah. a push. <laughs> Um, but, but so it, so it's funny to me because what happens is when one side is in, what you hear about is you know the uh, what you hear about is that side being attacked, and Republicans are much better attacking than whiny liberals. Let me tell you that. Oh yeah, they are because yeah. their policy is scorched earth. Yeah. That's that helps. Liberals are sort of well, let's sing kumbaya and wait, and people <laughs> will see how bad he is. No. And uh, and so anyway, I I look at the whole thing as a you know the Romans, the Christians, the lions. I'm watching this. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, Obama's jumping into the fray of late. Have you yeah. noticed? Do you remember how upset conservatives were when Obama won the White House? Well, that's why they blocked him for the, the yeah. next. I I got a uh, I, I wrote a song about it. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I'd love to. It's called Great Setup. Bob. It's not the Let's White House it. anymore. It was <laughs> it was Barack's house. Are you ready? Oh man! Here we go. Okay. <laughs> mm. I love it. Mm. It's Barack's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so accurate. Perfect. Rivers. <laughs> well, but but I mean, it was Fox News was that freaked out that there, there's oh. a black guy in the White House, but they couldn't actually say that. So what they did is they made him a Muslim, uh -huh. and they called him Barack Hussein Obama. Uh -huh. And you can't ask someone with a straight face. So when you said Barack Hussein on your news channel over and over again. What exactly were you trying to imply? <laughs> and then, and you know, and I've asked this of my friends, and you know what they say? Well, that's his name. 
<laughs> but what exactly caused like you didn't say George Herbert Walker every time. <laughs> well, what was it? What was it? What were you thinking? So anyway, <laughs> that's really that's really well done, dude. Oh, I don't know how I missed that one. Who sang it? Who sang that? Oh God! So I had this token black dude. He was my black guy. <laughs> Who cares what okay. he was smoking? No. Who is he? I, I would look at my Rolodex and I would. I, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh shoot! Uh oh. That makes him. That makes what I said true. If I can't remember That's his just name, racist is what that. Uh, means. Well, no, he sang. Oh, he sang so. He was so versatile. Uh, and when I stopped to make it and articulate songs, too, right? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> he could do it all. Um, yeah. My favorite song he did was uh, he did all the background vocals for um, There's a Bigfoot Down in Georgia. Have you ever heard that one? <laughs> <laughs> Your titles are even funny. He was, I mean, well, it was when they had a fake Bigfoot and it was in a freezer and, and you know, anyway, that's another song. We'll do another time on the history of Twisted Tunes. But that's, so here's the thing. Uh, liberals are just as upset yes. about Donald Trump as conservatives were about Barack Obama. And so when I say that Trump isn't the problem, what I'm saying is that we are the problem. The reactionaries, sure. We as a society, as America, who can't even put on a mask for three weeks so that the economy doesn't struggle for two years. Yeah. And, and we can't all get together on anything. Nope. And, you know, and so I, I blame... Um, myself the gen, the and every plot, other individual, yeah. not and not a particular political party. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's there's a modicum of truth there. It's mm. not, it's unusual for you, Bob. I'm kidding. Hey, <laughs> but, uh, stop, a stopped host is right twice a year. <laughs> stopped host. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know so, what you're going. All right. What else is on? Uh, oh, we have some of your bits. Let's do this. Uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, set this up for me, uh, Ed. What's this about? Well, <laughs> That's a very good question. I have a short memory, but uh, um, I could go to the cue sheet. Yeah, we just figured you'd just be the human cue sheet. I know, but I'm, I'm fried. Okay, <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, so uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, smoking is on the rise during the it pandemic. Is. Yes, and Morgan Freeman is apologizing for the negative health effects of cigarettes. Mm. Here we go. Hello, I am cigarettes. I'd like to sincerely apologize for the rise in smoker consumption during the pandemic. I know many of you have been trying to quit me, but these challenging times have made you crave me even more. Now that you don't go into work, you can smoke me in your home office. You can light me up on the toilet. You can even <laughs> inhale my carcinogens in the kitchen. I make you feel good, even though you're fully aware that I'll attack your lungs. I'm basically foreplay to the coronavirus. Apologetically yours, cigarettes. Wow. He's God and he's cigarettes. <laughs> he's versatile, what yeah. he is. I love Morgan yeah. Freeman. I, that was you, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, this, this next one uh, is a big deal because uh, today I was, where was I? Um, at a store, I'm thinking. Uh, I was at a Starbucks. Uh -huh. Thank you. And um, uh, where was it? Manchester, New Hampshire. And because uh, whenever I take a long ride and there's a Starbucks, I have to bring some home for the refrigerator. 
Yeah, and Manchester, England is so far. By <laughs> it is. Anyway, uh, the sign said, please, if you have any change, give us the exact change because there's a yeah. shortage of coins out there. Everywhere. So, here's a commercial encouraging you uh, to turn in your coins. America is facing a coin shortage. And if you have a bunch of coins lying around the house, then call Cash for Cash. We'll give you cold hard cash for your cold hard cash. Cash for Cash is great. I got a crisp $20 bill for just 100 quarters. Oh, wait a second. Send us your dimes, nickels, and even those weird gold dollar coins that look like Chuck E. Cheese tokens, and Cash for Cash will make you rich. They sent me 50 bucks for just 300 $1 Sacagaweas. I just made a profit of... I'm an idiot. Cash for Cash even accepts pennies. Just pay our low $19.99 penny handling fee. Wow, how could I lose? You can't, unless you know how to add. Nope. I went to public school. Thanks, Cash for Cash. So call Cash for Cash today, because the best way to make money is by throwing it away. All right. <laughs> and uh, the topic we were on before, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, let's see, what do we have? Um, well, there's a couple of things he's talked about lately. Yeah. One, of course, postponing the election. And the other is that no one seems to like him. Here we go. This is President Donald Trump. If we can't have the elections in person because of the China virus, then we need to postpone the election. No mail-in ballots. This is a national security issue. So we should postpone the election until no way to have a hair appointment that day. Oh, not that day. I will be tweeting a lot that day. This day could... Uh, nope. I have to disparage the military that day. Hmm. I'll tell you what. We'll hold the next election on Tuesday, November 5th, 2024. Perfect. Why break with tradition? Everyone was going to vote that day anyway. Thank you. All right. President Donald Trump says nobody likes him. And now he's putting his melancholy to music. I walk a lonely road because everybody likes Dr. Fauci. It's Donald Trump, the Nobody Likes Me collection. All by myself. Oh nobody likes Trump anymore. With approval ratings dropping, Mr. Trump is wearing his heart on his sleeve. Everybody hurts. It must be my personality. It's <laughs> Donald Trump, the Nobody Likes Me collection. I had the most dislike, the most fantastic dislike. All right. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get complacent about that. Those numbers, uh, what was it today? 8% lead by Biden? That's nothing. Not in, not in I this heard news double cycle. digits last time. Yeah, a couple. That was a week and a half ago, and it's okay. already eight percent closing in. Huh? Yeah, I, don't underestimate people. They no, they don't like anybody, so they have to choose. You know <laughs> yeah. whether to lesser of two evils. Yeah, and one thing people hate more than either candidate is eating crow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's going to go down to the wire. Okay. Uh, my son, Andrew, is supposed to join us in just a moment or so before he does. In, it, in the meantime, can yeah. you send me that, that Commodore's bit? Because I, I met Thomas McClary, the, the originator of the band. The, of the Commodore's? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in Detroit. And 
I made fast friends with him. I think he would scream if he heard that. I think he would. Well, if he hilarious. screams, get my lawyer on the phone. <laughs> you don't know where you got. <laughs> would I do that to you, Bob? Come on. Um, He'll be no, flattered. No, I think you. I think you'd suddenly forget my phone number. That'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. would be happy to send it to you. Uh, let's see. With what the else? new Stone song. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I'm going to play that. I'll tell you what. I'll play this song, and when we come back, hopefully Andrew will be ready. So, recorded at Babe's Bar, Babe's somewhere Bar. north of Woodstock, Vermont. Hmm. It's a live recording uh, from last May of both there. You can look him up online. He's got a lot of mm-hmm. stuff online. Both there. Along with Val McCallum who's the uh, lead guitarist for, uh, well, he's not just that for Jackson Brown. He's a session player in L.A. who plays on tons of things. Wilson just, Phillips, he toured with. Oh, he's, it, it, let's put it this wow. way. He's, he's, if there was a wrecking crew today, he'd mm-hmm. be in it. And yeah. you guys know what the wrecking crew was, right? You were on the West Coast uh, session people, yeah. Yeah, and he's, a, he's a, just an astounding guitar player. And then, I don't know the name of the drummer, but he had, like, flown in from Europe... And and literally these guys, and you know this type zip, rehearsal, what's that? What rehearsal? <laughs> they, Tension release. They, Tension did not, release. <laughs> they did not see each other until the gig. Wow. And then and they would have a little powwow in between each song and, sure. and Bo Yellow would go. Chords. Oh yeah, Bo would lean in and go, you're going to hate this one. It's got eight changes and four tempo changes. Just follow me, you'll follow along. <laughs> Here we go. Bo Thayer and Val McCallum. Help me please Can you wash away Everything that's surrounding me I got way too much stuff And it's starting to heap up It's getting mighty tight Won't you help me please On this downtown I'm talking here and now And me And my cells, they all got hold And my boat, it won't float Won't you help me, please? For you, I got holes in my walls 
The cold keeps blowing through Could you burn them now? Give me one for a while Give me a little light Saturday night, everybody. It's our sound check. <laughs> and it literally was the first time that they'd seen each other. Check. That's great. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Andrew is here. Are you ready? Yes. Here he comes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Rivers joins us from Seattle, Washington. Andrew, good day. How's it going? Um, all right. You know, um, funny enough, depression comes in waves also. So, uh, it's just, it, you know, just trying to figure out if this is still part of the first wave or if this is a whole second a, a wave. A whole second wave of depression. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Well, no, thanks for bringing us all up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now to cheer us up, a comedian. That's the mistake yes. you guys made. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. I, you know, I was talking to another comedian about it, and uh, I think he came up with the term, there's a deficit of joy. Mm. Because the thing that makes me <laughs> the like happiest that. is a room full of people laughing. Miserable and, and, people. Right. That's your job. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, gotta, it, I think it's a good opportunity to branch out and find other things that might make me happy. Like, I'm, I love telling jokes for you guys. And I like hiking <laughs> and stuff like that. Those are, you know, exercise right. is yeah. always good. Keeps you... It's good for the brain, you know? Well, and by the uh, way, uh, I don't know if these guys know this, I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but Andrew has been hiking the way I used to. I mean, every day now, just about, he posts a mountain that he's starting up. He's called us from the summit of several peaks. And you are, I don't know if you're doing it for fitness or uh, or the peace and the and the joy of uh, thinking with all those endorphins running through your brain. That's what I always found. Or well, to outdo your yeah. dad and embarrass the hell out of him. One or the other. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I'll take him on. 
Absolutely. Seriously, Andrew, what are you getting out of it? And it's so good to see you doing the hiking. Well, yeah, it's good. It's it's a good way to, to sort of turn off your brain. And exercise is yeah. good for your depression and stuff. Like, um, you know. I, I thought that I actually, was a setup and a punchline about the depression. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> That's it too. Um, are, you, are you really a little depressed? You could tell us. It's just. Us. I'm fine. I mean, my jokes are getting darker. I'll say that. Like I was doing. I was, no uh, I was doing laundry and I I hung my belt from my uh, pull-up bar. And, uh, and then as I walked by it, I just said out loud to nobody. I said, "Not today." And then I uh, just kept on going. Now, no, wait a minute. I'm <laughs> laughing because that's really wickedly funny, but yeah. it's fun, yeah. Quick, I mean, gut, it's, quick gut check. These You're are okay. real. Yeah, yeah. These are. I mean, yeah. you know, it's tough, but I can't do the best thing in the book. But that's why it's part of uh, exercise is also great. You know what I mean? It keeps. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm nowhere close to like actually hurting myself on purpose or anything. If you swear in the forest, no one can hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just shout hear. out and. Uh, Thank you. And, uh, well, I read a study in Germany that said uh, uh, staring at uh, women's breasts for 10 minutes a day is better for your health than going to the gym. And, yeah. That's your story and you're sticking to it. Absolutely. I don't know if it's true, but the results are the same, right? Either way, I'm hot, I'm sweaty. People can tell I don't get to do it very often. Um, wow. Someone comes in like, do you need a spotter? It's great. But, very useful. Uh, <laughs> Part of it is like, this is an interesting opportunity for me to, to sort of live a life that I've always complained would never be possible. Which is? Well, I'm home for six months. I'm I'm sleeping in my own bed every night. I'm mm. I get to do whatever I want, you know. And the antithesis and, of your uh, lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Usually. I mean, I can work towards. Uh, finding a relationship, or you know, all my all my excuses, I should say, are out. Hey, the window. Oh yeah, and and that's. Uh, but by the way, all of us, I think that's a a, a COVID thing for a lot of people because oh, yeah, I talked huge. to a friend today who runs a yeah. bar in upstate New York, and I was really concerned about him because last time I saw him was in New York City. You know, last fall it was the AES convention, and he was right. riding high. He has this. He used to be an audio of the video guy, and he sold his business, and he bought a bar, and he's in love with this amazing gal. And he said, my life is awesome. Now I have this little restaurant. I make food for people and pizza, and they show people a good time. And he texted me yesterday and said, I think I need some maple syrup. And I thought, oh, uh, I should get in touch with him. And then I thought, Oh my God, he's in the, he owns a bar. How bad is his life right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, don't drink the syrup. <laughs> don't, don't tell him that belt joke, Andrew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, I called him and uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. The bar was closed for a long period of time. Now they're open with 50% capacity, but he's plotting right. and scheming of how to put more chairs on the sidewalk. Right. And he's trying to get a brunch business going on Sunday. And he wanted the maple syrup because he remembered, I told him I made maple syrup, and he was like, oh, that'll cheer me up. So I told That's him great. 70 bucks. <laughs> and click on the link. No, I, um, he may drive out here to get it, actually. He likes riding on his motorcycle. So. Wow. It's interesting. I mean, they say you're not allowed to go to bars, but they say school is safe, you know? At least yeah. bars kick people out when they puke Good on point. the floor. Right? 
In kindergarten, that's called finger painting. So <laughs> I love. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. So. But yeah, I don't know. Trying to get back out there dating and stuff, but uh, it's also a pandemic, so it's like. Not a lot of people are eager to get out and meet new people, you know? <laughs> right. and, uh, and all my previous pickup lines are useless right now because they don't work, you know? Oh, really? Um, well, I used to just say, hey, why don't you come to a show? And then once they see me commanding a room full of people and yeah. making the laugh on command, it's, uh, there's something to that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. As but evidenced I've, by I've the great long-term relationships. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 all right, all right. S support, that's Dad. That's right. No, that's fair. Ouch. All is fair in love and war. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. I, yeah, all right. Anyway, um, I, I, not that yeah, I've Well, I came up that. with a few new lines I wanted to run by you guys. Right. I don't know. Sure. Uh, you guys have all been out of the, the dating scene for a while, so you might be out of touch. <laughs> we but, are. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> you're my only friends right now, so it's all I got. But, um, <laughs> so, right? Like, uh, you can't spell quarantine without you are a cutie. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> oh, man. Or, uh, wow. how's that working out hey, for you? Hey, baby, show me your corn titties. You know, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Ooh. Or, uh, hey, you want to come lick my corn taint? Uh, not a lot of success so far, but, uh, you know. Wow, there's the line. It's well, a good one, you know. I don't know. Like it. Hide That's the, belt. the other thing is, like, Hide where do you meet? after you tell Hide me. Oh, you know, That's funny. Um, yeah, it's interesting, too, because where do you meet people right now? There's no, uh, you can't. You can't meet anybody in the wild, so to speak. You know, not right. striking up a lot of close conversations with strangers, and uh, and a lot of people are having like COVID parties, and that's but that's yeah. making me sad because I have to read the news to find out about them. You know, I'm not even cool enough to get invited to a COVID party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you have to be real hot to get invited, like at least one hundred point five degrees. So, I got to give Downtown Joe credit for that joke, by the way. Oh, did he come up working on it? He he gave that one out on a Facebook comment. So that's cute. Shout out to Joe. Quick, going back to your hiking. Sure. I've noticed up here on the weekends when the trails are crowded, some people actually wear masks on hikes. And right. we talked about this a little. I right. actually have one with me in case there's a big crowd and then I put it on. Are, did you bring a mask with you now? Yeah, today I just got back from uh, climbing Mount Si today, actually, and I bought a little, uh, um, I'm not sure what it's called, I guess a gator or something. It just pulls, it like hangs around your neck and you just kind of pull, pull it, it over. Up. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that seems easier. And then... Uh, and then uh, you know the girls in the in the in the yoga pants don't see the giant smile on my face when they're <laughs> hiking. <laughs> so it's convenient and saves me a lot of hassle. I have no idea what you're um, talking about. I have some about, hike jokes yes. where, like, yes. um, when I'm on the way down mm -hmm. and I see a dog, I go, "You're almost there," to the dog, and it makes everybody laugh. You know. Because people always say that to people on the trail, you know? But when you say it to the dog, yeah. and then you get to pet a dog, and it's a, you know. I thought about getting a pet or something like that, because mm -hmm. I'd be home for a while, and ah. and uh, it's getting real lonely. But uh, I, I don't have any pets. There's something growing in my fridge, but I haven't named it yet. So. 
I'm not sure. And a penthouse pet is so expensive by comparison. Yeah, yeah, that's a little out of my budget. Maybe if they extend the sure unemployment if, benefits. By the way, I'm not sure a millennial even knows what a penthouse pet is. Oh, sure he did. He picked it right up. Did you ever see Penthouse Magazine? I, I, uh, I'm familiar, yeah. <laughs> I've had some magazines in the woods in my day. Dad. Well, then you had the same experience I did. I probably life. found your stash while I was out there. I don't think I ever had a stash. I think it was videos by um, the time you were... Uh, I have a story, but I don't know if you really want me to tell it. Ah. Okay. Well, you I, got a you got a porno movie as a uh you know people this is probably your excuse but it was a radio gift <laughs> oh, someone yeah, gave yeah, you. No, they would send us promotional copies. You bet. Yeah, so yeah. I went I found your VHS stash one day and and uh <laughs> and uh took Debbie a little, does dishes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just took a few uh, health classes on my own, just, <laughs> just, just to study. Just please tell me diagrams. you were at least twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was. Well, it was the. Um, it was my first beer and first porno at the same time. It was pretty interesting. Wow, wow, party, but, uh, party at dad's house. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a Red Hook, so it wasn't that good of a beer, you know. <laughs> I never developed the taste for beer until I realized that you don't drink it for the taste, you know? You just (laughs) drink to get a little messed up and then, uh, but I'm good. I'm not, I'm a, that's one thing I think, thankfully, through your guidance, I've mostly avoided. (laughs) The alcohol, yeah. But of course you're in, you're in Seattle where marijuana is not just legal, it's required, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's encouraged. Yeah. it's an essential business, so I'm doing my part to keep the economy <laughs> strong. Underground um, and otherwise. Thank you, yeah. heroes, for being you're at work. Got, you're, <laughs> I'm such a hero. People don't talk about it enough. I mean, the government is broke, right? They're literally asking for change, right? People aren't spending enough coins. <laughs> That's true. And the U.S. Mint is running out of coins, and I blame Brother. me because I've been hoarding all the dimes, you know? Brother, can you spare a dime? Uh, that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> Is that it? You guys want to kick me off? Now? Uh, I just want to see what happens when it gets dead. Oh, I know you have a lot fine. of experience in empty rooms, so this is. Hey, hey, oh man! Right between the. Is third that a setup for my dating life again? <laughs> no, son. It's very funny stuff. It's really good to hear you. I'm uh, just having fun. I'm happy. I'm super happy that you're hiking. That is just the greatest. Uh, and I think for uh, creativity, it's. Uh, I used to rehearse on a hike. I mean, what better for your depression than to be alone with your thoughts in the woods for several hours? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just with a gun. <laughs> yeah. With, now, do you have with, protection? In, uh, do you have like bear spray or anything? No. Um, oh, just as. I don't, I, yeah, we talked about that. I'm not sure what to do. If you see a brown bear, you do one thing. If it's a polar bear, you hand it a Coca-Cola or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I, I've, lately I've been bringing a friend with me, and then if I see a bear, I'll just shove him down and run away. That's, awesome. That's kind of my backup plan. His name is Bear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot more meat on his bones, but uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know when we're going to get back to... Like uh, comedy. I mean, some states are open, but yeah, um, I think it's I'm funny taking- that you actually took a flight to Oklahoma right after Trump's uh, re- mm-hmm. rally there and did sure. one weekend of comedy and then everything was shut down again. Yeah, well, they're still open in Oklahoma. They, uh, Do they are invite you to, to come 65. back and be the house comic. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, 
not a lot of uh, permanent positions available in uh, comedy. But uh, I'm going to Wisconsin in a few weeks, oh. as long as everything stays somewhat uh, horrible. Terrible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> But I'm taking my cues from like independent workers overseas that because they've kind of already gone through this, you know. Right. Sure. Um, so like in Hamburg, Germany, they want to reopen their red light district with safety precautions. But I refuse to sign in just to eat out at my favorite. <laughs> joint, you know? Oh, not gonna put them. <laughs> there All you right. go. I like on, the on that note, Andrew Rivers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And Thanks. it's good, good, closer. To, good to have you. And you write new yeah, stuff every week. It's a really amazing stuff. I, I, yeah. I, I encourage you. I'm really proud of you. Hey, hey, yeah, we set up our own Patreon, actually. So uh, right, instead we're of out doing of time. Thanks, history. Andrew Rivers. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right. He's only supportive right. to a point. Subscribe to your Patreon, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. you can no, just no, send no, me I money. I thought it was That's called Patreon. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah, Patreon. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Pull my finger. My mom just sends me money. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so how do they find Write your Patreon? I'll, I'll give you the plug. Go ahead. Oh, it's uh, patreon.com slash homeschool with a, with a spelt with a K. Hmm. We're great at uh, spelling and, and teaching. And, uh, All right. Send, just, me, uh, send me the link. I'll put it in the podcast description. Oh, thank you so right. much. Andrew, you just, Andrew J. Rivers on any website that you're Believe on, me. just Instagram or YouTube or yeah. Adult Friend Finder. Giving him a free link is the cheapest I've ever gotten off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever app you belong to, I am on that. Andrew, be well. Thanks, man. Bye. Okay. There he is. He's pretty darn funny, huh? It's consistently so. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I like it when it gets a little silent towards the end, though. Oh, they just yeah, just that flop sweat thing, right? Oh man, he, I don't know if he Nothing knows better. how nervous I was to be in show business all those years. Very it, tough. It, it, yeah, it's very live. Is, see, there's no tomatoes in radio, right? You, you've always got the safety. Oh, in the studio. You, know, you don't redo anything. In fact, no. A huge no. part of it, and I think it's the same for stand-up comedy, is when you are comfortable, whether they laugh or not. Yeah. Then you're ready. And that's a hard place to get to. It yeah. takes a long time to get there. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. How, well, how for, tough was yeah. it to go, go in the early days to see him when he was bombing? Uh, well, so it, it's funny because in the early days, we didn't expect much. So we'd come out of a 10-minute you know, set with, that he'd do in an open mic night, and I'd go, well, he got three different laughs. That was better than last time. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then we would Literally we kept waiting, like we would wait three or four months. Um, he would say this. I didn't go to any of his soccer games when he was a kid. <laughs> but okay. Once he start, well, because I didn't care. I mean, yeah. because I was very busy. But yeah. once he started doing stand-up comedy, um, his mother and I supported him i mean we we once flew to honolulu from vermont wow. to hide in the audience and watch him do you know a headline uh one hour set and did Snipers. not let him know we were in the audience until the end of the set because he would have been nervous it would have thrown no him, no he's not nervous about us anymore no i mean there was a period of time he would tell you maybe early on but no in fact the, the thing about andrew i have to say better than me i never really knew him to be nervous huh even when he should have been unshakable confidence unshakable there was this time that he was invited to open for a really huge comic and by huge i mean he was a very overweight guy 
and I say that, and I'm almost sorry I said it, because he's the sweetest guy in the world um, yeah. who was on the show Mike and Molly. Do you remember the show Mike? Yes. And- Kevin. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the comedian's name? Kevin. Kevin something. Um, Mike and Molly. <clears throat> Kevin. Star. <clears throat> Andrew would know it, of course. Uh, Mike and Molly casting characters. Ready? Uh, let's it's Kevin. See. I know it's Kevin. It's Cast. Of Mike and Molly. Mc, Mc, oh, Billy Gardell. How could I forget that? Billy is, he's like one of our favorite guests of all time on the radio. Always. He's not the husband, though. He was the husband, yeah. Billy? Melissa McCarthy's name? husband, yes, on that oh. show. And okay. he was playing in Seattle, and he was doing a, a big casino with like 2,000 people in, the, in, the, in this big auditorium. And he was on the morning show with us. And I mentioned my son was doing comedy, and he said, does he want to do 15 minutes and open for me this weekend at the Emerald Queen Casino? And at that time, as Billy is offering that on our show, Andrew's phone starts going off. People are, like, texting him and saying, you're being asked. And he was free that night, so he went and did the show. Now, this was fairly early on in his career, but he already had, I mean, he had a, a little bit of experience under his belt. So, uh, you know, I had played at that casino with Spike and the Impalers, and I had introduced many shows. So I was very familiar with the backstage. Anyway, on the day of the show, I'm freaking out. I'm nervous for Andrew. In fact, I had to talk myself off the ledge. I'm like, "Um, if he bombs, it's not you up there. It's okay. You know, because it's just him. <laughs> but I was like, I cared so much, and I was freaking out, and I was like, he's got to be nervous as hell, because he hadn't been on, I don't think, that big of a stage. Right. And I walked into the backstage, and Billy Gardell, at the time, it was like a number, top five TV show on television, Mike and Molly. Right. Yeah. So this guy's a huge star, and he's laying in the back, uh, you know, b- backstage room watching a football game on TV, And Andrew's watching the football game with him like nothing. And I walk in and Billy looks at me and he goes, your boy's not even nervous. Like he was surprised. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, anyway, they let me have a special permission to have a camera because there's no cameras allowed. No, ever, because they steal the act. Right. So I could record Andrew. And so I'm sitting center front about 50 rows back. And, uh, you know, Billy Gardell... um, he had an opening comic that he toured with on the road, mm-hmm. but instead of giving Andrew the first spot, he had his opener go on first wow. and warm up the crowd, and then he gave Andrew like 15 or 20 minutes in the middle. And there's a, a comics have a name for that, by the way. They call it the sweet spot. Yes. Mm. Because you're on after... You know, the someone middle. warmed, like, if you're the low man on the totem pole, you're supposed to go out there and get the tomatoes take, and the rotten take the apples. Tomatoes. Take the chaff, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, this other, this old dude who's, I say old, you know, younger than me, but yeah. he's, you know, one of those great road comics, and he does 10, 15 minutes or so, and then, they, then he brings up Andrew. Andrew saunters out on stage and delivers, like, one good local joke and gets a monstrous laugh. <laughs> Good for him. And then he proceeds to own the stage like he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. And he walks off to this massive... And I'm I'm sitting there with my video camera, and I, and I can't believe it that he's not... Free. <laughs> I'm freaked. My knees are shaking, right? Yeah. 
For him. For me. <laughs> <laughs> but for him. And so when he walks off, Billy Gardell comes out and goes, wow. He goes, I just thought, I, I didn't know he'd actually be funny. I just thought I was doing a favor for my radio buddy. <laughs> you know, something like that. Win-win. Oh, it was, it was great. And other no. great comics uh, have put him on stage, too. Um, uh, Richard Lewis used yeah. him a couple of times. Christopher Titus has used him many times. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, he likes being used. Sure. <laughs> By the way, the guy I was thinking of was Kevin James. I was mixing up Mike, oh, but, but, Mike, but Mike Kevin and Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kevin yeah, James yeah. and Billy Gardell. Cop, right? Yeah, they're the same, like... Like type hefty guy gets hot yeah. woman. Uh, yes. Only in Billy Gardell's case, they, they were both, uh, you know, um, they were height weight disproportionate couple together. Well, ke yeah, yeah. But uh, but an awesome show, and and God, he is such an amazing guy, Billy Gardell. Just just it, it, like one of the best. Funny as, as far as deadpan delivery goes, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Before we go, I want to tell you the story of cows with guns. <laughs> okay. The artist's name is Dana Lyons. And he uh he put out this novelty song called Cows with Guns. Mm -hmm. And it's basically you know, who speaks up for cattle? Nobody. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> A little bit they do. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine that the cows themselves uh, had a voice. Anyway, uh, th this is one of the biggest parody songs of all time by this guy, and he was really just a folk singer who had lots of other great original music, but this song is like, this was his American Pie uh, in 1996. Oh, okay. He wrote this song. He's also known for his environmental song, which is Our State is a Dump Site. <laughs> <laughs> He grew up in Kingston, New York. New York, yeah. Uh, and by the way, his song became the subject of a proposal in the Washington legislature during the 80s <laughs> to, to, to be made the official state song. Uh, so he's a, he's a really interesting guy. So we'll close out tonight with Cows with Guns, and then uh, we'll be back next, uh, what days are we on? Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, Bill. Fat and docile, big and dumb They look so stupid, they aren't much fun Cows aren't fun They eat to grow, grow to die Die to be et at the hamburger fry Cows well done Nobody thunk it, nobody knew No one imagined the great cow guru Cows are one He hid in the forest, read books with great zeal He loved Che Guevara, a revolutionary veal Cows say tongue He spoke about justice, but nobody stirred He felt like an outcast, alone in the herd Cow doll drums He moved we must fight, escape or we'll die Cows gathered around, cause the stakes were so high. Bad cow pun. 
But then he was captured, stuffed into a crate, loaded onto a truck where he rode to his fate. Cows are bummed. He was a scrawny calf who looked rather woozy. No one suspected he was packing an Uzi. <laughs> Cows with guns. They came with a needle to stick in his thigh. He kicked for the groin. He pissed in their eye. Cow well hung. Knocked over a tractor and ran for the door. Six gallons of gas flowed out on the floor. Run, cows, run. He picked up a bullhorn and jumped up on the hay. We are free roving bovines. We run free today. We will fight for bovine freedom and hold our large heads high. We will run free with the buffalo or die. Cows with guns. Anthemic and touching. Crashed the gate in a great stampede, tipped over milk truck, torched all the feed. Cows have fun. <laughs> Sixty police cars were piled in a heap, covered in cow pies, covered up deep. Much cow dung. Black smoke rising, darken in the day. Twelve burning McDonald's. Have it your way. We will fight for bovine freedom and hold our large heads high. We will run free with the buffalo or die. Cows with guns. The president said, "Enough is enough." These uppity cattle. It's time to get tough. Cow dung flung. <laughs> the newspapers gloated. Folks sighed with relief. Tomorrow at noon, they would all be ground beef. Cows on buns. The cows were surrounded. They waited and prayed. They mooed their last moos. They chewed their last hay. Cows outgunned. The order was given to turn cows to whoppers, enforced by the might of ten thousand coppers. But on the horizon, surrounding the shoppers, came the deafening roar of chickens in choppers. <laughs> we will fight for bovine freedom and hold our large heads high. We will run free. With the buffalo or dog. Oh, 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 Yes. Very joke dense. He performed at Farm Aid.
And of course, yeah. the Harley Davidson Festival in Sturgis. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Big uh, deal. And has toured uh, 46 out of the 50 American states. Uh, the east coast of Australia, across Ireland, England, New Zealand, Mexico, Kazakhstan, and Siberia, because uppity cows <laughs> are everywhere. It's a universal thing. Yeah. Could have used more cowbell. <laughs> there was no cowbell. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip.